Yeah. That's how I'm going to start that episode. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to 16 Candle Gifts, the place where the H is past the deaf sounds. Whoop whoop. It's the sound of the sheep. Because um, last session there was sheep in the field because this is apparently based on whales. Um, anyway. Hello all. How are we all? Good. <laughs> How are you, Steve? <laughs> I'm good. Are you, are you sure you're okay, Emma? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what a way to start the podcast. Who knows? We're, we're zany. We're crazy. We're all a little loopy. Um, I, uh, uh, mm, mm, I oh. don't know that we, we get that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. Some of us are just a little bingly. Um, there we little go. Little bingly. Little bingly. <laughs> bingly. Little bang bang, if you will. Um, <laughs> um, words. I'm not allowed to talk. I'm. 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 I'm going to say the thing which it's it's kind of a an accepted thing that most people don't like to date themselves on uh, on their podcasts because it gets awkward especially when your partner is a member of the podcast but um i don't mean that sort of dating silly listener i mean the dating of saying this episode was recorded on this date however to make sense of what's happening now uh, welcome to the weekend of D celebration 2021 we're recording yeah! on that week um i don't know if you've been keeping up with the streams I had the most engagement I've ever had with a D&D community because I was nerdy at nine o'clock on Saturday morning and wrote down the timestamps and now a hundred people on YouTube love me. I'm like, yeah, cheers guys. I was, was going to ask Steve, what number is what number are you at now? I'm on a hundred, including D&D <laughs> who gave me a heart. Like, where's oh, the coast of cells? round number. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it was a beautiful moment of going because I just keep every now and then my, my laptop or whatever keeps pinging up going you have another person who's done something I'm like go away it was nice yesterday now it's annoying um, <laughs> can't be happy can you no um, it's Steve of course not I I live in a constant it's his winning personality <laughs> I live in a constant turmoil of you know it could be better um, anyway Welcome to 16 Candle Keeps. It could be better. <laughs> but yes. I mean, we've got the best podcast in the world because we have two Acerax in ours. Um, no one else does. We've yeah. got two. Anyway. <laughs> Don't yeah. remind me. Um, anyway. Um, reminding ourselves Three what's litches. going on. Um, we... Uh, we have um, we have this episode coming out on the sixth of October, um, oh, so wow. a good two weeks after the uh, the D and D celebration. But if you've been enjoying yourselves and catching up with all things Fairwild, here's a kind of like a, a getting over that Monday blues kind of thing because we're going to have a little bit of a Feywild twist today, or over the Ooh. next two or so episodes, depending on how much of this covers. Anyway, welcome. Um, any shout-outs or any things that people want to sign themselves up for for the beginning of October? How's uni work going? How's the YouTube channel? All that stuff. Go on. Uni officially starts on Wednesday. Yeah. I've officially caught up on last year's work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my new tutor seems lovely. That's good. Oh. There you go. That's my life. That's good. 
It's oh. now or never. <laughs> nice, nice. I have nothing to report, so. Nothing to report. Bingle bang bang corner. Bingles. Um, I have a lot of um, Pokemon TCG online booster packs to open because th those wonderful people have decided to come out with a new version of the <laughs> online game. Oh. And very little stuff will be able to transfer over. So I've got somewhere in the region oh. of, I think it's around like 200 booster packs to get through. Um and then trading cards so that I only have four copies of each. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of work. Um, you know, at least I didn't get a load of booster codes and put them in. That would have been really awkward. <laughs> I uh, it's you know, the you know how these things go. This game's been out now for I mean, it's been out a while. I, I can't remember how long I did the open beta for it. It was Heart Gold Soul Silver era, so wow. like that was yeah, that was Nintendo DS. Um So yeah, it's it's been a while and I think it's just it still looks like it belongs on like Windows XP <laughs> or a very late Windows ninety eight. It's it's that sort of look at this cd game that you can put in it comes free with your cereals <laughs> uh, i'm old right um yeah no that's 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 me just trying to figure out my list of what i can transfer over and then you know giving away some stuff so that some other people can experience my pain with me oh oh, oh good let's let's um let's let's dungeon some dragons Yes. Um, just before we Dungeons and or Dragons, um, a quick shout out uh, that I need to put in here for legal obligation. Um, and also because they deserve it. Um, this, uh, this afternoon as we record, um, and for you lot, for the next few episodes, we're going to be playing around with the wonderful app that is Sirenscape. Um, Sirenscape is a free for a limited amount of use uh, to use um, application that you can download on iOS and I believe also on Android. The Android version also has the ability to use it as a background music so you can you can uh, minimize the app and go on to other ones. I believe they're running a beta for that at the moment. I'm not here to advertise for them. I'm not here as a member or sponsor of it. I'm just using it to uh, to try out a new funky version of uh, background stuff for our session we'll see how that goes um if it if it goes well we'll continue it throughout the rest of the campaign too if not and if you have or if you have any other suggestions about what we might use give us a shout and we can try those as well but um yes sirenscape.com um you get a free um if you go through the for us we're using the fantasy app there is also a sci-fi app um we you get access to several soundscapes such as uh, the Friendly Tavern, uh, the Bugbear Battle, Brindlow Town, and all of these are certain soundscapes which you'll be hearing throughout the episodes, um, which I'll be using to just give us a bit of a atmos um, in, the, in the episodes. Um, you can sign up for a membership which will get you access to all 
um, official D&D soundscapes which come for each of the uh, book campaigns or you can buy at your own whim rather than signing up for a subscription so you only get certain soundscapes that fit to certain things that you want to use and also for our non-D&D listeners because you know there are more than just the world's greatest role-playing game out there um, they also have things such as Masked in the for Call of Cthulhu uh, they have a load of Pathfinder stuff for people who just they don't like D&D, but they like math. Um, sorry, oh. I don't know why that. I don't know why that came out. Um, come back to the real side. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've started the feud <laughs> with sixteen camera keeps against Pathfinder now. I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to be using that in the background. If you want to check it out, go to sirenscape.com. There'll be a link in our um, in our doobly doo. Uh, on our episode that you'll be able to follow to go find like the soundscapes we've used throughout the day um, and also try your own versions um that's all for announcements let's get into this bad boy i'm gonna put on let's go for brindlow let's go for brindlow town let's just because we're in a town at the moment so we'll go for bard's day off from brindlow town if you want to check out what that sounds like here you go anyway so Before I jump in, I'd like to make a historical connection or bring to light something I overlooked in the prologues. The timeline, the timeline of Cordelia currently works on the Age of Dawn's Light, or DL. The starting, uh, this started at the end of the Dawn War against Faristan and the Abyss. For the real keen-eyed, and for those that just take good notes in sessions, you'll note that that was around 35,000 years before the events of Icewind Dale. The world itself was not created immediately and it's taken a fair amount of time to get it to a livable environment and even after that there has been a lot of warring against the Abyss because of like, grudges and problems. But um, a prominent re uh, reminder of this in the world that you will all see on our map which is on the world page on our website 16camerakeeps.com is a ge geographical feature known as the Gorge. Due to this, I'd like to personally set the timeline straight that 62DL is around the 1200s for Dale Reckoning. So this puts it about 200 years before the Second Sundering and also about 200 or so years before the events that took place in Campaign 1, Icewind Dale, Rome of the Frost Maiden. Just so people have got a familiar place to kind of like link up to and also for when we go into further campaigns, if anyone runs a book or if we go into a different book, it kind of has like a level of, oh, so we're about 200 years after uh, what happened in campaign two or we're about 50 years before that. You've now got a rough idea of where we are. Okay. So back to the tale. Um, our group of likely adventurers first met on the 42nd of spring, 62 DL as they, along with a band of other adventurers, entered an arcane copy of the Plain of Cordelia. Under the behest of Brendawick Gaul, the wizard Lich and sole surviving member of the world's original hero party, the Lich set up a challenge to find prospective heirs to the throne of protectors of the realm. On arrival in Nomadia, the copy of Cordelia, the group agreed to work together on the mission calling for help on the side of the Spinechill Mountain. 
A furball by the name of Fleetwood has reported foul play against racers at his soapbox derby. While travelling in the direction of the Spinechill Mountain, the group told each other of their pasts and arrived in Crendel on the 51st of spring 62DL, where they started to look into the wrongful conviction of Tom Welsh. Tom has been arrested for murder of for the murder of the local tailor and claims a demon has killed her. He has also stated that she attacked him after the demon fled, causing him to stab her with his sickle and thus leading to his arrest. We pick up with the group heading to the south of Crendel to look around Tom's home. So, it's about lunchtime uh, because of the uh, the slow arrival into Crendel. Um, as uh, with last week and uh, for our listeners and for yourselves, just a quick reminder that this is kind of a small farm town. It's not exactly anything uh, to shout about. It has a, a library in the original version, in Cordelia at least, you know there's a library that is kind of renowned for its uh, its its arcane books and such that you actually need to have uh, like kudos from a, uh, a a wizard of renown to allow you access uh, in that kind of candle keep fashion. Sixteen candle keeps. Anyway, um, <laughs> there is uh, there are two taverns. One is an inn, the regular crowd inn, and the free arrows. Um, you have an an old observatory. And you guys are currently heading to the south of this kind of like, almost like Coventry in their, uh, in their kind of like spider-like um, uh, kind of, I can't remember the word, excuse me. It's a, they kind of spider out from the centre, the town centre in the uh, where you've come in with the the regular crowd in and the jail. Uh, you've They then kind of spider off in like different roads going off in north, south, east and west and little houses around them. Um okay. There's no one-way system because why, Lester? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you guys are currently heading to the south. You've got the key of Tom's house, which he has said is near the uh, near the the Free Arrows uh, Tavern. Um, what would you guys like to do, or are you just heading straight to the old house? Didn't think I'd say it, but does anyone else think? This is all just a big pile of bullshit. He's making it up. I mean, I don't want to doubt anyone because that would mean they're bad people. But they did put him in prison and they do think they did it. So it's not looking very good for him right now. Just, uh, when he started telling us the story, I was like, alright, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. And then, the more I thought about it, it's just not sitting right. Like, I don't know, it seems like a really wild story is made up just to claim his innocence. I mean, I have some pretty stories like the time I climbed a tree and met the pretty glowy lady that turned me into fireflies and not many people believe me with that one. But it's true, it happened. Okay, um, might ask you about that later, that sounds interesting. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of stories, so, um, 
I like hearing other people's, it's quite nice. I like stories too. Oh, we're gonna be good friends, I can tell. Elvin, you seem like quite intelligent and stuff. Do you reckon? Well, he seems to believe it himself, so as far as he is concerned, that is what happened. But whether that's an affliction of the mind, or whether there is some malevolent spirit in the abode, I guess there's only one way to find out. Mm. Can people do that? Can people convince themselves of something and be like, so, so convincing that they actually believe it? That's... There is a chance, I guess, but I play a lot of card games and I'm pretty well versed at reading people. Oh. He seems as genuine as a person who's got nothing left to lose. Oh, oh okay. Okay, I'm not, I'm not that good at reading people, so um, if you're saying that, then oh, I'll go with that. That sounds good. I think she'll, she'll, um, Ilaria will flutter over to Ian at this point and go, I think we should trust him because he's really old and we're not. He seems to know a lot of stuff and I don't think I know as much as he does, so I'm just going to... Like, do what he says, because I think that might be the best way to do it. And then she'll stick out her hand in a handshake of agreement. <laughs> Ian will try and shake your hand, but obviously he's going to have massive hands in comparison to you, so he's just going <laughs> to grip your entire hand and forearm, and then think he's doing it a bit too hard, so he sort of loosens his grip a little bit and shakes your hand exceedingly gentle. Oh. But, but even for being gentle, he's a pretty big guy, so it's still quite hard for you. I mean, it's a Dragonborn versus <laughs> half a Subway sandwich, so... He's pretty much, like, shaking all of you up and down, even though he thinks he's being really gentle. <laughs> <Yes>. Love it. <laughs> we should we should follow Elvenib, then, and we should go and look in his house, but I don't, I don't know what we're looking for. Like, I don't know what we're going to find in there. We're gonna find like, uh, like the the vampire thing just sitting there going, oh yeah, it was me, I did it. Or like, Ooh. well, don't vampires have to be invited into the house first? What if Tom's invited him in before? <gasps> oh shit! What if? What if Tom and Lila knew? Vampire, because if it was a vampire, like you said, it'd have to be invited in so if he's a friend of theirs oh i don't i don't know i think i'm, I'm being i'm just making up conspiracies and stuff i don't i don't know i don't know and ian sort of he was saying about he's a friend of theirs that they've invited in he was almost quite confident in his idea and then he's just gone back to being quite insecure and like oh no my idea is rubbish I don't think it's a bad idea, but he did say, Tom, Mr. Tom Man, did say that he was looking through his window from the outside and saw the silhouettes from the outside, right? So where would he have seen them? 
I think two people need to go inside and one person needs to stand outside to work out where he was standing first. Yeah, yeah we should do that. Work out if, if that part of his story makes sense. Right? Does that make sense, Mr. Elknip man? Uh, I guess there's no harm in trying. So it was, it was Should I be the one to stay outside because I'm so small you probably won't see me? There. Yeah, 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 that, that makes sense. As Ian says it, he's, he's got the look of, he's trying not to insult you by going, yeah, yeah, you're too small, we would not see you, you are right. He's trying to be polite about it. I don't know why he thinks he'd be insulting you, you're the person who said it. <laughs> you would be too small, so he's just like, yeah, yeah, if you, if you think that, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, you should you should go inside the house then. Okay. And then yeah, um walking to the house. Sorry? Steve, I would like to pick up a, a point that I would see the window that he was talking oh, yeah. about. No no problem. Um I will say, just for clarity, but um I am happy to um he did say that he was going to uh he was going to Delilah's house, which is where he saw this altercation, not as his oh. house. Oh, I just assumed they lived together. <laughs> I don't know. Now my plan doesn't work. It, it's fine. I'm, ju I'm just saying. You can still do it. Because you can do it. That okay. as, you've, as you've been walking well, along, you we'll can see that, that all in a uniform fashion. All of the houses are... So one house would act in the exact same way as the other. They're all in that uh, kind of like um, okay. terrace housing, but made of wood rather than brick. Um, mm -hmm. It's very much... Um, it's very much like uh, words... Escape me, Bowerheath. Bowerheath has been stolen from Bowerstone. There we go. Um, had to find the. I knew I'd written it in there somehow. Um, so it's a bit. It's a bit like Bowerstone uh, from Fable in that kind of like they're they're all bunched together in blocks, but they are all like literally packed up one one beside the other in that Elizabethan kind of old English uh, townhouse sort of fashion. Um, for those that yeah. don't know Fable, you can go look up Elizabethan housing. Um, boom! If they're all the same and we can get to Tom's house, we can try it and see yeah. what it looks like. That's fine. Um, so you guys are currently walking along as you've been having this conversation. Um, you, we're, go we're going to go with because there is a there is a level of uh, just he said it's around there. There would have been a an exact um, like house number given. I'm just a lazy DM who doesn't number the house. I apologise. <laughs> it's the answer to everything. <laughs> no, that's 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 Delilah's, that's Delilah's house, so you know where the answers are. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Please. Um, anyway, um, you come to number twenty four um, of Zoo Lane. Oh no, of, that's sixty four. <laughs> uh, of, uh, of 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 uh, of South Road. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> you are good at this. I've been DMing for years now. Anyway, um, and yet still they don't get me out of the seat. Anyway, um, that is a lie. No, Liam I, has got you out of the seat several times. I, I mean yeah. more that I've not been uh, I've not been ostracised as in like anyway doesn't matter. It's me oh, begging. as in kicked out okay. of yes. not being DM anymore. Okay, yeah. I get you now. It's a self-deprecation right. joke. I apologise. Um, <laughs> I can't even do those right. Um, anyway, <laughs> remember everyone. If you need to talk to someone, there are people who can help out there. Just don't talk to me. Um, so, 
Okay. You guys so- arrive at 24 South Road now. Um, Writing that down in case that becomes pertinent later. <laughs> you can only kill the bad guy by reading out the last address he was at. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> God's sake. Why am I doing this to myself? Anyway, um, none of this is happening. Stop looking behind the curtain. Um, anyway. And we're at 24 um, South Road. You're at 24 South Road. The two that are going in, um, you use the key, it unlocks. It's a very um, plain townhouse. There's not a lot. Uh, as you enter into the main uh, living room that the front door goes into, there's a stairwell directly ahead of you, and the living room spreads to the uh, the left of you, uh, taking up, uh, there's a table, there's a couple of chairs, a bookshelf to one side, and a fireplace. Um, there is uh, another door on the side of the, uh, of the, there's another door on the side of the stairwell that leads through to a back room area, and then there is a first floor upstairs, uh, should you want to go explore up there. I think we should start off in the living room. So, so Ilaria, are you are you going to be outside looking through the window, or do you want to come in and look around the house right now? Um, um, I think I'll look around with you for a bit, and then we can do the reenactment bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. We don't know anyone around here. It's a bit weird, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, can I do an investigation check? You can indeed. Um, you're looking in the living room area. Um, yeah, go for it. Make an investigation. This is not the sound of one. Excuse 21. me whilst I go somewhere else. Let's, uh, excuse me whilst I change over from Library of the Arcana to, let's go that thing. That, that should no, quiet corner would be nice on the friendly tavern. That'll help. Thanks, Sirenscape. This has been this has been perfect so far. <laughs> it's been. I'm really. I am really enjoying the sounds right now. I've been sat listening to you lot and been like, oh my god, I'm I'm in a little town. I feel so safe. Anyway, um, well done, Sirenscape. You deserve the money I've paid for this. Um, anyway. So, you're making an investigation check. What did you roll, sorry, Ian? 21. 21. Looking around the room, there's not a lot that is in the living room. Uh, as I say, there's a, t- a central table where you imagine uh, Tom sits for dinner uh, or maybe uh, reading, because you can see there is a bookshelf uh, to one side. This is the only thing in the room of prominent kind of um, interest to you as you start to look around, as there is very little else in the room uh, that would take your attention. Um, however, looking through the few books that are on the bookshelf, they seem to just be um, books on agriculture. On um, like, there's you can see that on the bottom shelf, there's a subscription-based uh, book series that seems to be um, like updates on modern farming techniques. Um, which, please, please, for the love of God, nobody want to read because I can't. <laughs> I would like to read one of the books. I'd like to read all of them. <laughs> Oh, boy, this, is the, this is the ship thing from last campaign again. I know what a keel is. <laughs> cool. Let me just open up Farming Simulator 2015 because I've got that somewhere. I haven't upgraded recently. Um, you pick up one of the books. We'll go with you pick up Spring 61's edition. 
Okay. Last Springs, and it talks about um, the. Uh, there's a lot of stuff um, that focuses on uh, new equipment that's being released that have arcane elements that uses such like firebolt and scorching ray that has been kind of uh, amended Ooh. to heat the earth, so therefore you don't have um, frostbitten uh, soil when you are uh, starting starting to place when you're uh, essentially it's it, when they're uh, toiling the earth. To uh, get it ready for for new seeds. Um, excuse me, whilst I make this up out of my ass. <laughs> okay, nothing. Nothing says that farming in D and D has to be like farming in real life. Doing okay. Yeah, because I know how farming in D and D works as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite thing about this is you've already made it that fantastic that I'm yeah. pretty sure that Ian wants to pick up another one of these magazines. I really Damn do it. actually. I'd, I'd quite like to read. <laughs> Can I read the Autumn 59 edition, please? The Autumn 59? You pick up, <laughs> you pick up the Autumn 59 edition and there's a sign in the front of it. It's a, it's an, uh, like a, a, um, a dedication from the author. It says, by Steve Archer, please stop reading. Uh, I cannot keep writing these books. <laughs> Steve Archer sounds like a really interesting guy. He knows so much about farming. Uh, I'm quite fascinated. I think Ian would take a book and just go and sit down on the sofa and forget he's supposed to be investigating. Tell you what, Ian, just because you said I'm a real interesting guy and I've got it on audio evidence, I'm a very, I'm a very shallow guy. You can have inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Now putting that on um, D and D Beyond, so that's there. <laughs> You're welcome. You're just welcome. wow. <laughs> 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 oh, I feel all buttered up and everything. You guys are going to have great roles today. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, there is little else apart from this uh, book that you pick up. In the Autumn 59 edition, you learn about how uh, cows have been uh, starting to be crossbred with different uh, other beasts around the, uh, the the local lands to try and uh, make different flavours, and it doesn't seem to be going well. <laughs> different I mean... I mean, the the but, but but what we really need is we need more information on the domesticated owl bear. Oh my god, no! Yes. No. I believe, I believe that's in the summer forty eight one. Fuck off. You pick up the summer forty eight, and I'm about to take another thing from another podcast. Um, you find out that the the, the summer forty eight edition is actually a special. Um, it wasn't written on farming or anything like that. It was a it was a a guest publication by the Owlbear Daycare. <sighs> it's a uh, it's a. <laughs> Fucking hey, all of you. <laughs> I have had no involvement in this so far. I'm just flittering around the living room. I like brushing that you've off dust. with so far. <laughs> yep. He knows I... me well enough to know I will get involved at some point. Yep, I, I'm not. I'm innocent to proven guilty is bullshit. <laughs> anyway. So, um, we cracked the case. It was the Alvers. <laughs> Ian's been spending the majority of his life in education. It's very hard to get out of that mindset. No, also, that's fine. Does Aww. love a good, boring book. He's I will such tell a you. Nerd. Such a nerd. Ian, so he's absolutely going to flick through these books about farming. You're going to read all about how in a uh, in a small shack on the outskirts of Arcadia, there is a husband and wife tiefling couple 
that are currently working on the domestication and the um, the increased population of owlbears in the local vicinity, because unfortunately, due to the uh, the unbridled amount of uh, of monsters and also people who want to deal with monsters, the owlbears are a dying breed, unfortunately. And just two gold a month to the owlbear sanctuaries can make sure that one owlbear has at least two fish a day for a whole season. Oh my word. <laughs> Keep pushing me. Keep pushing me. <laughs> uh, this is absolutely an advert that's fronted by Ewan McGregor, isn't it? Oh, it really is, isn't it? It really is. Hello there. Have you heard that the owlbears are slowly dying out? <laughs> Needs the right sad Scottish voice to get this information across. In the background is um, is uh, Kate Bush's "This Woman's World" playing. Yes. <laughs> Pray God you, you can help. Anybody that is not from the UK listening to this moment is not going to get this at all. <laughs> anyway, we've alienated enough. Can we move away from the fucking books now? Um, um, uh, I would love oh to God. some storybooks, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, please. no, no. You, you spend, you spend the next hour looking for storybooks in this house that has none. <laughs> oh, that is so sad. He's a working man. He doesn't have time for this nonsense. Wow, grown-ups are so boring. It's serious. <laughs> I joke. Well, you find, and yeah. this is this is purely because uh, I cannot miss the chance to do this. You find one book, um, which is hidden behind a uh, a cushion on one of the more luxurious chairs in the room. Uh, it looks I like this. Is... I want to know what this book is. No, um, I don't. It's by the fire. Um, it seems to be more of a wing back rather than the wooden attire that is by the table. But you find. Uh, where is my cow? <sighs> GNU, GNU. Um, you cannot die if your world, your name is still being said. Um, anyway, please, Eldnib, bring us back into this uh, beautiful world. What are we doing? Um. So whilst they're just, you know, looking over books, mm -hmm. having a having a wonderful time, yes. uh, reading rainbows. Um, what do you want? <laughs> uh, Elgnib will. Um, use the window as a plot device to have a look to see if anyone is looking at the building. Make a perception check for me. Um, that is not great. If I'm honest with you. Uh, <laughs> that is a 10. A 10. You're looking out the window uh, in that kind of like solemn, uh, I don't know why I imagine it, you've got your arms behind your back and you've got you clasping one hand in the other and staring out just very authoritatively as the other two mess around with books. Um, and you swear there's a moment where you think someone's watching and you, you kind of scan around, not directly looking at that direction to make sure they don't catch you. And then you look again and then you realise that Dizzy is still stood outside just looking at the building. No, no, I was just about to bring Dizzy into this. <laughs> no one else is watching that you can see. Okay. Um, 
Dizzy still outside? Dizzy is still just standing about... outside. I was about Lovely. to send him outside to keep watch and no one came to the house. That's right. Dizzy is currently standing outside, very stoic, very statuesque, just looking at the house. Occasionally he looks up and down the street and then he looks back at the house. Excellent. So, you have uh, investigated the living room. What would you like to do next? Yeah, I'm gonna head up. Cool. Uh, so, Avenue, you head up the stairs. Um, you find you're gonna go look in the kitchen. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, Avenue, you're go you go upstairs as you come up the as you come up the stairs to the the landing. You find that the landing goes back on itself above the stair the the um the living room, uh, so that the two rooms that are up here um, look to be uh, over like basically up and above the living room and whatever the back room is which uh, as our dearest little pixie goes into the uh, the back room finds that the kitchen is in there and it's very clean and tidy kitchen nothing uh, untoward as you look around the only thing that might um, trigger your uh, your your kind of Oh, this is this is uh, different. Is that there is a there is just a pile a pile of uh, one kind of like dinner set on the side next to the bowl that would be used for washing up that has yet to be cleaned. Um, it's almost like he got arrested before he had a chance to come home and clean up and go to bed. Um, <laughs> damn this functionality! I bet he goes to the toilet as well. Um, anyway. <laughs> This is um, why you should always wash up as soon as you finish, just in case you get arrested and you're, you don't have time to clean. <laughs> um, but for Alcope, you've got upstairs, uh, there are two doors. One uh, that would essentially be going into the, the room that's above the living room, and then one that goes against the back wall um, of the landing area that would basically be the, the above the back room or kitchen downstairs. Okay, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like map that out. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so you've got as you come to the top of the stairs, you'll have like a small like L-shaped uh, landing. Um, on mm -hmm. the on the joining of the L, uh, there is a door essentially that you face that is almost perpendicular with you. I think that's the right word. Uh, it's adjacent to you because of you coming up to the stairwell, and then literally if you took what if you strafed to the left, you'd be standing in front of the door. Um, All right, let's let's start with that one. Okay, um, you try to open it. The door is locked. Were there any other keys on the set of keys? There were indeed. Uh, there were, there was a couple of keys. So you go through. You try uh, each of them. On the last one, you try. The door unlocks. You open the door. I'm not going to force you into the room. I'm going to double check. What do you open the door hesitantly? Oh, open it. Oh no, there's 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 no hesitation. Oh no, just that's fine. Opening <laughs> the door and uh, just you know, as far as he's concerned, no one else should be in here. Oh no, that's fine. Um, you unlock the door um, and you step into what looks to be an arts and crafts room. Uh, there are oh, there are that's uh, there are paints on shelves across one wall to the left of you. There are a couple of easels that are set up with blank canvases. 
with one canvas. Uh, there looks to be uh, a a uh, rag over the top of it, obscuring what is on the canvas. But you can see that there is actually, excuse me, a painting underneath it. Um, you can see like the blacks and kind of dark blues of the bottom of the image that is on this one uh, easel, which actually has a painting that isn't a blank canvas on it. Um, and you can see that there is a desk as you step in more just behind the door. There's a desk against the wall uh, behind the door. On the desk, there is a box. Well, curiosity is going to get the better of me. So I am going to just have a little peek to see what's on that painting. Okay. Um, you step over and just lift it gently and look under. Um, what you see um, is a, it's almost like a bipolar image of Tom Welsh. There are two uh, visages of him. Uh, the one on the left looks to be like Tom Welsh you've met in the uh, in the prison. Very uh, kind of like broad-shouldered, very working man. Very like looks. Uh, I think Alari's kind of hit that kind of nice feeling of he looks almost like knightly, um, or kind of like very. Uh, he he looks to have this kind of like air of the the does everything he can for the common man kind of feel. Oh. juxtaposed to like that. someone you could get a beer with yes he looks like Aaron Burr thank you um, <laughs> next to him is uh, is Thomas Jefferson um, <laughs> oh. um, next to him um, in a in a uh, well done very good you've already got an inspiration don't start <laughs> um, <laughs> <on fire. laughs> um, that's Bruce Springsteen stop it um, anyway um, <laughs> So next to that image there, right next to it, almost like back to back or like in a very like 80s cop fashion the, or shoulder to shoulder, there is an exact uh, mirror image of Tom. But this one looks a lot more haggard, dark skinned, uh, like his eyes look dirt, like darkened and baggy. He has this kind of like almost wolfish appearance to him. His hair is slicked back rather than in the uh, more curly kind of cropped fashion that you've seen him and also is on the left side of him. And he has a much more uh, kind of like he has a much more austere look to his clothing in the image, but also a much more kind of rakish kind of sinister vibe to him as well. In the bottom is a signature. Um, let me just pull up the exact name I gave her. Da, 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 da. There we go. Uh, so the uh, the. The signature is by an Irene Welsh and is titled Tom Welsh Gideon Wilder. Oh. So Ian's not even in the room, but as as player listening to this, I'm very intrigued now. Ooh. Um right. Okay. Let's have a look at this box and then as I am looking at that, I'm going to call to the other two. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you two here from uh, upstairs, Algnib call you up. Um, as Algnib, you step over to the table on the box. It's a small, looks like to be a vial case. Um, as you step closer to it, um, it is a dark varnished wooden box. Uh, and has a brass plaque on the top of it that reads Dr. Tenebrous's Wilder Potion. Um, 
Do you open the box? Yes. Okay. You open the latch. There is no lock on it. Uh, it is a simple clasp latch. Um, as you uh, turn the peg and then lift it open, you see space for six glass vials, only four of which are in situ, um, and one of which is empty. Uh, the other three that are still there look to have a dark, viscous, uh, red, fizzing liquid inside them. Is he? Yep. Indeed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to remove one of the full ones. Yep. And just stow it for now. Excellent. You have one uh, wilder potion, if you'd like to mark that on your 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 notes. Interesting. Gotta keep hold of the evidence and then I will when the other two are there, I will show them that alongside the painting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with because of the time that you've stepped over and opened it as you've called them, uh, they would arrive just after you've stowed the bottle. So uh, you two come up and find uh, Aldnib uh, in an arts room. You find uh, these, as I say, several easels across the room that are all blank apart from one that has a rag over it and has a painting underneath it. Um, and you see that Aldnib is currently stood behind the door at a desk with a box that is open with uh, five glass vials. No, sorry, five five uh, words i've done the math thing wrong there's three glass vials in there one of which is empty um, and there are three spaces where other vials could go i don't want to sound stupid but what's wilder potion wilder potion what what is that what does that do Will it make you more wild um, I will say categorically that nobody will have ever heard of this potion in the room that is uh, currently um, okay. player-wise or um, player-wise or uh, character-wise. This is a potion that it doesn't exist currently in the world. Mm -hmm. well, I was just using that as the, like Emma doesn't know what this is. Maybe someone else does, but also yeah, Ian definitely yeah. does not. <laughs> Um, for for at the moment, this this potion is there. There is no information that you would know about it. And there's there's an empty one. So do, do, would would Tom have taken it, or do you think someone else might have? Well, this is definitely a distinct possibility. Um, it's one that I would like to investigate further with him. See if he knows what happened to the other ones. See if he has taken it. Um, and if he won't tell us exactly what happens, then I'm going to force him to drink one and see what happens to him. Oh, that sounds like fun. You are hardcore. I don't like not knowing things. No. Wow. You're just going to do it. You're just going to force him to, to drink one. If it's safe, then yes, of course. If it's not safe, then the guards can do it. 
How do you know if it's safe? Do you just mean like you you being next to him, or do you mean if like something else happens? It depends on how much he tries to say back away from it. Okay. We can yeah. gauge his reaction as to whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. But looking at that painting... The Wolfman. Interesting to try and work out which one is the true form. Mm. That, that's not the that's not the easel that's got the rag over it, is it? That's just one of the other ones. Yes, that's the easel with the rag over yeah. it. Sorry, uh, I've I've gone with oh. because you looked under it. I've left it still on there. Um, we can go if you've you've shown the the painting. So you, yeah, when yeah. they when they come in, I would sort of okay. Yeah, do the big swish reveal. I oh. mean, even if you hadn't at that point, making a reference to the painting would give you the opportunity to do the swish mm -hmm. reveal. Yeah. Yeah, no. Even if you hadn't, Ian was just going to stride over and pull the rag off it. No regard for what may happen if he does so. You see, I think <laughs> the painting was here all along. Um, ah, I have sold it! <laughs> the little grass elves. Um, anyway. Is there anything else in the room? Um, I'll Aside say it's... from the paintings and the weird chest thing. Yeah. No, it's just a simple um, arts and crafts room. There's uh, paints on a shelf, there's uh, toolboxes and such around the floor, which would have like different um equipment for uh like wood carving and such but there's this room is basically just like it looks to be a hobby room that has been left locked um uh as you've said you want to look if there's anything else of interest could you make an investigation check for me yes i shall my first yeah. roll of the day so exciting let's do plus three no oh, wow that was great no um i i rolled four <laughs> Ah, that's my sound. Sorry, I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw it as you said. Well, that, oh no, I cannot, I cannot not press that button right now. Anyway, honestly, I love it. I'm Sirenscape. not even offended. Worth every penny. <laughs> Worth every goddamn penny. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, as you look around, um, you start to take in the room itself, and as I say, there's not a lot in here that is a of note i am going to say that just because it's too it's not obvious enough but it is also kind of like it's strangely off-putting when you see it as you look around the room and you look back to the table um you actually notice that on one of the the higher parts of the table itself as it's got like different areas for like keeping envelopes and such um you notice that there is a uh, a picture that sits on the top of it but it's currently facing uh so the back of the frame is facing out into the room rather than the paint, the picture itself, which would normally be facing into the room, as most people hold their paintings and pictures in houses. Oh, ashamed of that picture, then. Um, I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> you turn it around, and you see Tom Welsh and a shorter woman uh, in what looks to be formal attire. Um, from the fact that there is a veil over the lady's head, you guess that this is uh, Tom Welsh's... Uh, uh, wedding uh, portrait and um, it would be at this point that I would just link the two together for anyone who hasn't already Irene Welsh um, would be the lady in the painting uh, in, yes. in in this uh, painting that you've turned around mm -hmm. 
Did he ever mention a wife? Not that I remember. No, he did neglect to pass on that bit of information. Maybe she's no longer his wife. Maybe she's dead. Maybe she's divorced. Maybe she's run away. Run away? Or like taken away? <gasps> taken away? That's so dramatic! Yeah, okay, we should probably go and speak to him now. Yeah. Um, you guys head back to the jail. Um, I'm assuming mm -hmm. we lock up the house and we uh, we do all the usual things uh, as you leave. Dizzy, we're going back to the jail. <laughs> Dizzy oh, stood by the door still. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume I will. Because... <laughs> oh. I will say that I am bringing the case. Oh, you bring the case as well. With... That's cool. Yep. Excellent. Um... Can I bring the wedding picture? Okay. <laughs> you bring the wedding picture. Um... <laughs> Okay, so you have the case and the wedding picture. You head back to the jail. Um, it is a, it is, it is as you found it. The several uh, small, kind of like Western-style jail cell across the back of the the wall. Uh, there is the same gangly, blonde-haired, armor too big for him uh, jailer sat at his desk as he looks up and smiles faintly, um, and then just goes back to his paperwork on the desk. Um, as he's not in. reading his book again. That's no, sad. you put it away. You put it away because he's been told to. He's been told to to to, to ration out what little he can have between now and the book that we're still waiting on. <laughs> anyway, no, not bitter. Not bitter. I hadn't. I hadn't forgot about that at all. Anyway, um, uh, you guys head down to the cell with Tom, uh, who steps forward and kind of looks a lot less kind of. Shaken, it looks more hopeful as you come down towards his cell. He reaches to the bars and places his hands around them and goes, uh, "So, did you did you find what you needed? You found stuff." <clears throat> Ian's trying to be all like mysterious, basically acting like a detective who's hoping that the person will just crack if you're vague enough. Okay. He looks at you as you found. What sort of stuff did you find then? A lot of books um, about cows. Oh yeah, we found the books about cows! And Ian just loses his... <laughs> well, being a farmer, I do tend to try to keep up with the uh, with the, the practices. And Okay, um, I don't see what this has to do with the death of Delilah. Well, I'd like to ask you about this. And Ian holds out that he's gone back to being policing. Bad and he cop. Holds out, holds out the, uh, Slaps the in front of him. Vera asking the questions here. Um. <laughs> Who's this? And he points at the, the, the Irene Welsh woman. <sighs> and this is the first moment where Dizzy learns between right and wrong from his new master. Um, <laughs> as you very abruptly place the painting in front of him uh tom takes a step back not in a shocked manner um just steps back as you step forward towards the the cage and um place this painting and he his shoulders sag his whole body sags and his face becomes very forlorn as he looks at it and goes um 
That would be the uh, painting of my first wife and me at our wedding day. You, you, you never mentioned a wife. I don't see how that would be pertinent to my um, arrest for a murder of someone I did not murder. Um, and it probably isn't, but I just wanted to bring it up. I, uh, I was married to Irene for five years. Um, until she was, uh, she was also, um, she, she also suffered, uh, an accident that led to her untimely demise. She was also killed. She was. Oh. You have to see how this looks, right? I do. You hid it from us. You didn't I, tell us. I didn't hide anything. I was not asked about my previous wife because the two were not linked. I did not kill my first wife. She was found out by the brook where she had turned blue. Um, it was suggested that she had died of natural causes. So I did not question any further. And it has been a good few years since this question has been brought up again. So I did not again find it pertinent to the current conversation well as much as i want to believe you and i really really do want to believe you on this i do have to ask you what is a wilder potion and his look of forlorn turns to a look of shame as he uh, as he brings his uh, hand up to his face, and uh, rubs the uh, the small headache starting to arise, um, the wilder potion was a uh, box of potions that I found one day whilst working the uh, the fields. It was buried on the uh, the far corner of one of my fields. Um, I took it home uh, to Irene, who didn't really know what to do with it. We uh, we left it at some time, but uh, as always, curiosity got the better of us, and uh, we decided that I would drink one of them to see what it did. We were young, we were foolish. Uh, it it intends. It, I don't know what the uh, the full intention of it is, but I can tell you that uh, I had a rage like no other after drinking that potion. I was alert, I was aggressive, I was... It felt like all of my senses have been turned up to ten. I became agile more than I had ever been. I uh, became stronger. And um, I locked myself in the uh, in the bedroom so I did not hurt anyone uh, on uh, on on drinking the potion and realizing what it does and then we uh, locked it in the in the, in the we locked it in the in the safe box that I have in my bedroom I didn't realize that you'd be looking into my personal affairs so um, intimately but uh, I guess if it helps you find anything, I'm glad that you opened the safe just to find those.
we, we did, yes. I very much like the arts and crafts room. Um, is it, was it your room or was it Irene's? God rest it, her soul. It was Irene's room. Um, I do have to just interject and say we did not recover these from a safe. They were on a desk. And he, the the hand moves down a look of confusion and concern is currently across his face as he says, They were in the safe. They have not been removed for the last few years. Well, who else has access to your house, Mr. Welsh? No one. Well, there must be someone, because otherwise we would never have found these. They'd be in the safe. Is there anybody you know who might no. be able to get in? I have no idea how they would have moved... I'm the only one who has a key for the safe in that room. Okay, I'm putting it out there because I really like stories and please bear with me, but, but, she was definitely dead. Irene. She was found cold on the side of the brook. She had gone out to, uh, do a still, still life of the brook as uh, sunset the uh the, the mortician suggested that she essentially had caught a cold whilst painting and stubbornly continued painting through and the cold got the better of her on the evening she was found the next day by one of the local farm hands who owns a field up by the brook but would she have had a set of keys to her own painting room? Yes, but they would be in the safe. Not on her person when she was out painting? Well, the, her personal effects were given to me on the, uh, the exhuming of her body. And the keys were still there? Yes. Oh, well, that goes that idea then. Not necessarily. No. Is there anyone you can think of who might have wished you or your wife harm at all? No. Irene was loved by everyone. No enemies of the family, no uh, jealousy or... Not that I was aware. Hmm. Did Irene have any brothers? Not that I was aware. Um... Unfortunately, I don't believe that this is anyone else. But I will go back and just double check in the safe. I wonder if you could also tell me where is Delilah's house? I'm going to want to check out a few things there too. She uh, lives... Essentially, a few roads down from me, um, she will live at an unmarked location that you'll know the location of shortly. <laughs> Is it 42 East Street? <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, it's now lazy DMing, getting the players to name the location. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a you. He, he gives you the location. It's to the south of the uh, of the uh, town as well. It's a couple of uh, inroads from the main thoroughfare of South Road, um, <laughs> off like a side street down that way, um, which he will uh, suggest he has no access to. Uh, because he hasn't, he wouldn't have her personal affairs and her keys. He just uh, knows that that's where you'd find it. Oh, don't worry about that. I'm absolutely certain that I can get in. You, you picking locks. We have a couple of very strong friends with us. Mm -hmm. Oh, the big ones. Okay, yeah. Dizzy looks around uh, the rest of the room. <laughs> He meant you. Oh. He's definitely not going to talk about me now, is he? <laughs> you, you could be strong. I, I mean, I am for my size. Okay. But not to break down a door. Okay. Unless uh, it was a mouse door. <laughs> honestly, um, I, I, I'm at a loss now with... The, there was... <sighs> There was less to, 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 to confuse the matter when those were... How... I don't know what to say right now, but... What I will say is I have no intention of deluding any uh, truth. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you everything that I think is pertinent. Oh, uh, don't, don't worry. Uh, there is still a chance that you are in the clear. Um, but I will warn you that the answer may be upsetting. Mm -hmm. I will... I guess I will wait here. I have nowhere else to go. And he sits back down on his bed. Um, can Ilaria fly through the, the cell bars and just hug his face? And go there, there, old man. <laughs> and then fly back out. He looked sheepish afterwards, but um... <laughs> he enjoyed it. <sighs> so you guys are heading back to uh, Tom's house, or are you going directly to Del Delilah's um... house? We've got to check out the safe, surely. <laughs> check out the safe. I... He's mentioned it so many times. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna say. Mm. Here's how we go. All right then. And just and just, just. <laughs> I would say let's check out Delilah's. Okay. And then. What time in the day is it? So we're going back and forth. I'd say it's about early afternoon now. So about half okay. one two-ish coming to. I How want to be the very best. I want to be at Tom's for when it gets dark. Okay, excellent. Um, I'm going to say so. You're going to go to Delilah's first, check that out, and then head. Yep. Uh, depending on what time it is, head back to Tom's for when it gets dark. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, cool. So that is our battle plan for next episode. We'll uh, pick up uh, at Delilah's house um, in the next episode of 16 Candle Keeps. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today for uh, this, uh, this wonderful, um, kind of nerve-wracking nerve uh, experience of going. This is all homebrew and all madness. I hope you're enjoying it thus far. I've always enjoyed listening to these free play, so I hope you're enjoying it at least. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. All that want to say bye, say bye! 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 Bye-bye! Delilah! <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to 16 Candle Keeps. Your players were Emma Bamford as Ian, Jade Leanne Pierce as Ilaria Lunala, and Liam Thornton as Alvnib Ayadelsa. Your DM was Steve Archer. Background music was created using the Sirenscape Fantasy app. Find out more of Sirenscape's work at sirenscape.com or go to tinyurl.com forward slash 16 Sirenscape. That's 16 as a number, Sirenscape one word. This is where you can find the exact soundscapes that were used in today's episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.